That's right. No matter what, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love the most high. How about you? No matter what come our way, we should stay in love with the most high. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is Brother Seth. I know I've been away for a while. have been doing a lot of, um, just a lot of stuff going on. New job, father passed on Saturday, funeral, wake, burial. It's just a lot, folks. Probably the most trying week of my life, the week that just, happened, that just passed. So uh, keep my family in your prayers. And that's another reason I'm doing this blog tonight, just to kind of get away. It is going to be a um, a recorded blog, but I'm going to be right here stopping it. I'm going to chop the message up in 10 uh, audio clips, and I'm going to talk to y'all in between. And y'all going to talk to me, make your comments, ask your questions. And uh, so it's not really pre-recorded. I am here. And hello to JCO, Overcoming Ministries, Patriot Greg, and the other guests in, in the room. I must say that I did just send a message out to several people in this chat room, don't be surprised if it just all of a sudden get full at one time because I sent out uh, a reminder. I apologize. I didn't send out too late. But you're here, and that's all that matters. So uh, I'm going to just stall just a little bit because I know several people is going to be coming and uh, probably going to have a little say in what's going to happen, what, what we're going to talk about tonight. So I just want to let everybody know before I say a word about this topic, that brother says, love all people, and uh, I would not harm a hair on anyone's head. And I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about in words, in words and deed. I have no nothing in my heart to harm anybody. I just don't have never met anybody that's smart, that wise enough for me to call them my enemy. They may be used by the enemy, but no people. No person, flesh and blood, is my true, real enemy. My true, real enemy is the world, the flesh, and Satan, ignorance, lies, deception. These are my true enemies. So having said that tonight, folks, we've got a very controversial subject about, but I promise you this, before this show is over with, you will be preaching the same thing. I know that's pretty bold for me to say to you that you can preach in the same message. But I know we on the shadow death because that's what happened to me. I fought this and fought this and fought this until I did my research. When I opened up my Bible and quit assuming that people was preaching hatred and started looking for myself, I realized, oh, oh, my goodness. That is what this Bible is saying. Wow. Oh, oh. I realized that what I have been taught all my life, or what has been insinuated, what has been put before me, was something to actually cause me to stumble and not have a relationship with the Most High. White supremacy is tripping up the world with having a relationship with the Most High. How dare some of you think that this message is divisive? Anytime you're tearing down Satan kingdom, you are uniting. That is the ultimate form of uniting, when you tear down his kingdom, when you correct lies with truth, this is the ultimate warrior, because this is what Christ did, this is what the patriarchs did, this is what the prophets did, they constantly confronted the liars and the lies of their day with truth, with the godly 
character, with the anointing. All these things, the prophets that lived before us, used to tear down Satan's kingdom. So here you got another prophet tonight that is going to reveal to you through scriptures, the help of the Most High, how that the Bible, the book we love, the book we emulate, the book we try to be like, where we get a lot of our wisdom from, we get our instruction from, that book is full from Genesis to Revelation with people of color. If you trivialize this message to just prove that Jesus is black, the Messiah is black, or Yeshua is black, whatever you call, whatever you call the Messiah, if you want to trivialize this message to just say Jesus is black or the Messiah, Yeshua is black, or whatever, I promise you, I'm very sad at this point to hear that because this message is 1,500 times more important than just saying the Messiah, the prophets, the Israelites were people of color. It is so, so far from that, and you have not heard nothing if you think that, because that is not what I'm on. The Most High does not give a flute about what color you are. So you say, Brother Seth, if he don't give a color about what flute, what, what color we are, why do you give a why are you having a show talking about this if you don't care? The Most High care about liars. He cares about people that slander his character. He is going to judge them. So what I'm doing tonight is I'm simply letting you all know who and what is going to be judged. These liars is going to come, is going to be revealed. Liars are going to have their part in the lake of fire. I'm telling you all we have been lied to. Who we think is the Messiah in terms of his physical characteristics. And some of y'all might say, again, what does it matter? What color, what does it matter? Let me just get this out of the way. When you hear black people talking about what color the Messiah was, we, we people have a tendency, especially our white brothers and sisters, to say, oh, it don't matter, it don't matter, it don't matter. But let me tell you who it really don't matter to. It really don't matter to African Americans what color Christ was because I got proof. I got proof all around us. We have Christ in our houses, in our grandma's houses, as white as I don't know what, all across our world, all over our homes, all over our churches, all over our necks, all throughout our bodies. And we are the most religious, and I'm going to use the word religious because not all of us have a relationship. I'm going to say it, religious people in America. We've proven that it really don't matter what color he is. But on the other hand, our white brothers and sisters have not had that on their side. They can't say that they have proved beyond a shadow that they don't care. They don't care what color Christ is. They can't say that. They can't say that. And I do believe that a lot of our white brothers and sisters will simply walk away from the faith before they bow their knee to a Rastafarian-looking black man. But that is exactly how the Messiah came on the scene. That is exactly how the prophets come on the scene. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Habakkuk, Micah, Zephaniah. These were very dark-skinned people, but they wasn't necessarily called black people. I want to get that straight. You cannot say they would not answer to black people because there was no such thing as that concept. This is a brand-new concept created to divide got to understand that no such thing. I mean, I know we say, well, yeah, I know what you're saying, but they were black. You you can't say that. Black means a whole lot of negative, twisted up stuff. 
These were people that ruled the planet. These were people, I mean, these these dark-skinned people back in the day, we might not even like them because they didn't think nothing like us. They weren't used to bowing and serving a lot of these people. I'm not even just talking about the Israelites. I'm talking about the Egyptians and the people uh, ancient times. These were not like typical black people. Yeah, they look like us in terms of the dark skin, but they might have thought more like Chinese. Or they might have thought more like Africans born in Africa. They may have thought like in some ways European. I mean, they actually thought like them in, in some ways. I'm just trying to get you to understand, my brothers and sisters, that it it wasn't thinking like black people, typical black people think. We're very limited, some of us, not all of us. I'm going to say it again because I can hear somebody saying, oh, he's trying to say, I'm saying some of us, not all black people. But I remember when I went to Egypt and I was walking around, just to give you all an idea of what I'm talking about. I went to Egypt, and I remember saying to myself, I want to go to Egypt, and I want to go to the museum, and I want to look at the statues. And I want to just basically dialogue with those statues. I mean, y'all think I'm cuckoo already. But what I was meaning was I was wanting to go and see how our people painted themselves. And I will tell you, if you ain't never been nowhere on the planet, you got to go to Egypt. Egypt, a lot of Christians look down at Egypt. Egypt is a place of bondage and let me tell you something. <laughs> like, uh, I forget his name, uh, Khalid Muhammad. No, Malcolm X said, why you left your mind in Egypt? You left your mind in Africa. And that's the truth in a lot of ways. But when I went to that museum, I began to see thousands of little statues, sculptures, and I don't think I saw one single sculpture where the person depicted the the image of a person with their head down. I don't know what it is about Egyptians that they never, ever bowed their head. Africans, even to this day, it is very customary that you walk with your head up. It's very serious. It's almost like the Muslims look at it with the left hand shake. You better not walk to the Muslims when offer your left hand to shake their hands. It's very insulting. That's kind of the way it was in Egypt. I was just looking at all those statues. Those people were not like black people in America. We may say, oh, they're black, they're black. No, they're really not. I mean, I'm very serious. I'm not being semantic. This is not semantics. I'm very similar. I'm very serious. These people were not like us. They didn't think like us. They, they wasn't afraid to rule. They wasn't afraid to take their rightful place. They frowned at other nations, and they didn't. They didn't kind of think they was better, like a lot of black people think. You know, we always. Um, and again, welcome to the chat room. Those of you on the phone line, I told you I'd be more people coming. It's gonna be even more people coming. So those of you on the phone line, don't hang up because you may wind up not being able to get back. We only have fifty lines, okay? But the chat room is slowly, slowly coming along. But uh, anyway, thank thank you those that are on time. But like I was saying, <laughs> tonight's topic is going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Uh, this is a pre-recorded show, okay? But I'm right here listening. After ten minutes of, of playing a clip, 
we're gonna stop and talk about what I what we'll say it. And I think it's, it's I think I'm better at doing this than I am talking live because I can hear myself talking and I can look up scriptures and stop it and, and comment on it. So I want to hear what y'all have to say about what what I'm about to get into. So I'm telling y'all right now, it's very controversial, very scripture. A lot of scriptures gonna be coming your way if you were smart. You get your Bible out. Because some of the stuff, you're going to be like, oh, 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 and then it's too late. I'm going on to another scripture, so you should have your Bible out. I'm telling you, get your Bible out. Now, I can prove things, and the most I have blessed me to be able to prove things more than just with the Bible. Let me just say that. When something is true, you can prove it more than one way. If you can only prove what you're saying through the Bible, well, that's kind of weak. Even I'm not calling the Bible weak, but I'm saying truth can be proven all kind of ways. I can prove that the people in ancient time was was dark-skinned through common sense. I can prove it through science. I can prove it through archaeology findings. I, I mean, we're talking about bones and skeletons, remains, and all type of other remains. I can prove it through that. I can prove it through just history. I can prove it through the law of repetition, you know, how everything repeats after itself. I can prove it through genetics. Just by just showing the fact that black is the dominant gene, and that when there's a lot of mixing, can't no white race come out of a bunch of mixing? It's impossible. There is no way in the world the people in the Bible could have been white. And I don't mean some of y'all think what I'm saying is there was a lot of black people in the Bible. That is not what I'm saying tonight. I'm not saying there was a lot of black people in the Bible. I'm saying the entire Bible was black or dark-skinned people. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all got me mixed up with the guy down the street, the blog down the street, the blogger down the street. I'm saying to you, and if they were white, praise the most high. I don't care, but I'm telling you, and uh, and uh, uh, JCO Overcomers Ministry, it's good to see you in the house, Lola. Uh, evolution theory. I uh, would love to talk to you. <laughs> and and Patriot Greg, I haven't seen you in a while. And the different guests, all those that's guests, again, welcome to the show. And I want to hear from you. I want y'all to comment in the chat room. I want to know what you're saying. Even though this is a pre-recorded show, I mean, I'm going to be stopping this clip and uh, interview and uh, comment on what we just heard. So it's going to be very informative, okay? But, uh, folks, all I'm going to ask is that you have an open mind. Uh, don't get offended. Uh, white brothers and sisters in the house tonight, please don't get offended. Listen to the facts. Uh, when you get, and I get to sharing tonight, you're going to see there's no such thing as a white race and no such thing as a black race. And I'm not trying to be even, Stephen. I'm telling you the race concept is brand spanking new, still hot on the pages. No such thing as a race based upon color. Y'all, come on. The scriptures only talk about 70 nations, 70 nations. 70 nations. That's the only time the most high divide people is by the geographic nations. Nations, not skin color. And I'm going to tell you something just to mess with your head before I start this clip, this first clip. If white people is from Europe, like some of y'all swear up and down, you want to talk about how they're this, and some of y'all black people have subscribed to hate, and y'all got some weird philosophies as far as how we became white. Let me ask you a question that's going to mess up your head and enough to keep you on this 
phone line to this show finish. Check this out. Why is it everywhere on the globe where there are people, they have the ability to produce blonde hair, blue-eyed people that could actually move to Europe and pass for white? Now, I know what you're thinking. Now, the albinos and the people with vitiligo in Africa, I know what you're saying, brother, since you're talking about albinoism. But that's not the same as white skin, because the albinos in Africa, they have rough hair or nappy hair or kinky hair. Well, before I even argue with you on that, let's move to regions. Let's go to India, where they do have hair more uh, flowing in the wind, if you will, <laughs> that softer hair or whatever you want to call it. And they do have noses that is more narrow. Their lips are more narrow. And when they produce albinos, if you listen, look, look at those clips I have on the front page there, in the sh- there I, have, I have three videos on that sh- on the show's intro page. You, the page you're looking at right now with the with the with the uh, slideshow. Hopefully you don't listen to it now, but if you get a chance, listen to those three videos, and they really bring a lot of proof to. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and get started here uh, with this first clip. And I do want to remind everybody before I forget that we do have a website, www.5smoothstones.webs.com. That's 5smoothstones.webs.com. All right? So go to that site. You'll see I have pictures there. Let me just go ahead and post that site on in the, in the chat room. But it's www.blogtalkradio. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me just type it. It's five smooth stones dot dot com. Okay, you can go there and, and, and I'm telling you those pictures are really, really nice. I got some pictures talking about the different things. You when you hear different things we're talking about in the Bible, I've got pictures uh with subtitles describing how these pictures are biblical. This ain't no Bible study on hate, hate the white man. I I, I, I so graduated from that class. Long time ago, I thought I did, but I realized it was just anger. So, folks, we're going to start with the first clip, and uh, y'all check this out and let me know what y'all think. Let that chat room just start uh, buzzing with questions. And remember, you can call the phone lines. Those of you in the phone lines, press 1 if you do want to comment on anything I'm saying. Please don't agree with me just because of who I am or, or because you may like me. Challenge me. Challenge what you hear. Be careful with what you hear. I could be deceived. I doubt it, but I could be deceived. So check this out. Here's the first clip. It's nine minutes and 34 minutes. Nine minutes and 34 seconds. And after this, we're going to talk about it, and then we'll keep going playing clip after clip after clip. Okay, this is an old interview I had talking about leprosy. This is part two, part two. I got part three. I know I put down part three on the show, but this is actually part two. All right, because part one. We did a part one, and then we did another part one, and some of y'all think that's part two, so that's why I said this is called part three. This is actually part two. Here we go. Anyway, today, another hot, but more importantly, it being hot and controversial, biblical soundproof topic today, and that is this revelation of leprosy. Nothing more than vitiligo, albinism, and the origin of white skin. 
Before I begin, let me say this. This show is not intended to make anyone feel less than what God made you or what Yah made you or Yahweh made you or Jehovah made you, okay? Or Yehovah or the very many names of the Most High. No way. No way will we in any way put down anybody we don't mean to. We're just trying to bring our light uh, to a very dark area of our society. This particular topic is a taboo. Uh, most people don't want to discuss it. Most people don't even like thinking about it. I was looking at some of the images, pictures on Google. You know, you can do a search on Google and you can search just images. You can do a search on Yahoo and search just, you can do the search and then click images and whatever image you're looking for, instead of searching, most people just search the web, but you can also search for nothing but pictures. And I was looking at some of the pictures of vitiligo and albinism. This is very, 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 I would think, offensive to a lot of people, okay? It's a very uncomfortable subject, especially if you find yourself an albino or a person with vitiligo or a particular white person or even, in many cases, light-skinned black people. Okay, but I promise you, Brother Seth is one of the most loving persons. Anybody know me? No, I don't play that. If it ain't love, the scripture says if it's not of love, it's a sin. Period. End of story. What the particular scripture says, whatsoever is not of love is a sin. That's that's it verbatim I meant to say. So here at Five Smooth Stones, that's who we are. We there are the host, Five Smooth Stones. I'm Brother Seth. I'm here with Arlene. Arlene, you want to say hi to the people? Shabbat shalom, everyone. Okay, so we're here, again, the host of Five Smooth Stone, and what we try to do is make sure all these programs we're putting out, and we try to do some every other day, every single one of them is saturated with love and respect for all people. And I mean that, and I live and die by that. My mother rolled over her grave, and she figured I would would be doing anything else. Not that I live for my mother, but... I'm just letting you know I have strong roots. I've been raised this way, okay? I'm not new to this as they say in the streets. I'm true to this. So this is just scriptures that I have stumbled up on that have changed my life. Leprosy, um, as you know, we call the show Five Smooth Stones. And, again, that's blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. Five smooth stones. Don't forget the underscore between the words. The reason why I have to say that because some people are driving there and may not, you know, know where we're located. But if you can go there, um, uh, the reason why we call the show Five Smooth Stones is because we deal with five topics. Five topics. Okay. While I'm doing a little preliminary, I'm just going to just remind everybody, those of you, I see uh, several just popped on the phone lines, and uh, I'm just stopping the preliminary because I already said some of this. Um Folks, those of you just come on the inter, uh, on the phone lines, please. Uh, well, those of you been listening all along, please forgive me for being repetitious. But I want everybody to be on the same page. So those of you just popping the phone lines, again, if you have any questions or comments, press one on your phone. This is the show on leprosy, Bible leprosy. It's nothing more. Bible leprosy is nothing more than vitiligo. One form of Bible leprosy is nothing more than white skin. Simple and plain. In biblical times, white skin was associated with a plague. This is not a disease. That plague was called leprosy. Leprosy, one type of leprosy, a type of leprosy, not all types. Leprosy is nothing more than white skin. We're going to go into the scriptures, and I promise you, if nothing else, you're going to, you'll be able to say, well, for sure, 
it ain't what I thought it was. It just has nothing plus pus and fingers falling off and and deformed limbs and, and that has absolutely positively nothing to do with leprosy. So leprosy, according to the Bible in biblical times, was one type of leprosy was vitiligo and albinoism. This is the origin of white skin, folks, so it is impossible that the Most High would have made any of its prophets white. But I go deeper than what I'm saying now. I'm just, just kind of giving those, just pop up in the chat room and on the phone lines, giving you all a little intro, okay? So just listen. Again, you will find out no such thing as a race based upon color. Most High put two people in the garden, and those people produce everybody. How do we become different pigmentation? Because of sin. Because of sin, we lost the ability to to live long. We lost the ability to grow hair, some of us. Some of our women can't have children. Some of us grew too tall. Some of us grew too short, midgets. Anytime your regular, when, you, when your regular state causes pain, that's not what the Most High uh, uh, ordered. That's not what the Most High designed. To be white, to have not have pigmentation, is to be offensive to some people. The sun becomes your enemy, something as natural as the sun. So let's go back to the, the clip, and I'll get more into this later. There is another kingdom that's set up, and it has all the – it mimics the characteristics of the kingdom of the Most High, and that is the kingdom of darkness or the one world government or the Illuminati or the secret society. We talk about that. Uh, also, that's another topic we talk about. Okay, like, okay. Let, let me let me just because okay. So and okay, that's still preliminaries. Let me just talk a little more because uh, again, this is the pre-recorded show, but I'm still here to talk and ask questions, just like it's a live show. I just I'm kind of playing clips of my old uh, show. But anyway, real quick, uh, like I was saying, white skin in biblical times was associated with a curse. People was cursed white. Prophets was cursed white. Miriam, Moses' sister, was cursed with whiteness. She wasn't cursed with swords. She wasn't cursed with uh, uh, limbs twisted like they say leprosy is. Miriam, Moses' sister, speaking out against him for marrying an Ethiopian. Don't mean that Moses was white. It just means he married an Ethiopian, just like in Africa today when when one tribe married an Ethiopian or any other tribe. There's anger. There's 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 contentment. So all I'm saying is that's all. With Miriam being upset with Moses marrying an Ethiopian, it does not imply that Moses was white like some ministers try to make it. Moses was a dark-skinned man, so was the Ethiopian wife that he chose. Miriam spoke out, and because she spoke out and come against the man of God, she was smitten with whiteness. Moses at one point. The Most High asked him to place his hand in his bosom, put it out, and y'all know what happened. His hand turned white. Well, if Moses was white, how did his hand turn white? The Bible says, and his hand became leprous as snow. Leprous as snow. Leprous as snow. Isn't it amazing that the Most High used the word snow to, to talk about something called leprosy? Why would he say leprous as snow? Snow ain't no but to be one thing, white. And ice. Why would you associate leprosy with whiteness and ice? It was the white, the snow that the, that the scripture was talking about. I mean, Bible says uh, Moses' hand became leprous. The snow just means Moses' hand became white. 
don't know why we can't get this in our heads. The, the word white and the word leprous is interchangeable in biblical times. Let's go back to the clip. I think I'm done with the preliminaries. When we go into that, uh, uh, we invite brothers and sisters on Thursday, um, on Tuesday nights to discuss how they know their Israel with biblical proof. I'm sorry. I apologize, but I'm doing some preliminaries. Again, this is an old show, and so uh, uh, let me just elaborate a little bit more on what I was saying. So y'all getting double. Y'all getting me with the information back then and the information that I've gotten since then. But anyway, uh, again, those you just cop on the phone line, see there's some people, again, more people come to the phone lines, and that's good. I like to see the phone lines more packed in the chat room. I like that because y'all can talk to them. But anyway, again, we live in a world where we are brainwashed that, especially in America, you got to remember the world, the white, our white brothers and sisters of white skin, it's only 8% of the world's population. But when you live in the United States, it seems crazy because you just swear the whole world is white. When you get on a plane and start to travel, you begin to see you can go places and stay there for many, a long, long time and not ever see white people. 92% of the world call themselves non-white. So this white skin, especially this white skin, is a rare, rare thing. So if they're 8%, they have destroyed a whole world of people, pop, you know, billions, what would they be if those people live? Let's go back. I think I'm done with the preliminaries. Okay, just bear with me here. This is going to be clip number two. Again, we're talking about Bible leprosy. Check this out. Um, because they are powerless, powerless folks, Okay. That's our schedule. Again, go to blogtalkradio.com uh, slash five from the stone. You get more information on that. Okay? Up under the name, once you're at five from the stones at the front page. I didn't realize my commercial was that long, so I'm just going to talk and get past it, give you all more meat uh, while I'm going through those preliminaries. But anyway, folks, have your Bibles turned to Second uh, Kings 5 and Leviticus 13. Leviticus 13 is the handbook on leprosy. It has more scriptures on leprosy than any other book in the Bible. Okay, you have to ask yourself this question. Why does leprosy get a whole chapter? If it's a disease, why come the other diseases are not listed in the Bible? Leprosy is not a disease. It wasn't contagious. Yeah, but Moses put them out, and he, 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 they was like quarantine. Just because Moses put them out and they couldn't mingle with the rest of the people, that don't mean that that was a quarantine like you think quarantine. You were supposed to put all kind of people out, the Gentiles, yet certain things, they, places they couldn't go. You got to read that again. These people had a blemish, and because they had that blemish called leprosy, this plague, they could not be involved in the holy thing. That's all that meant. And I'm going to ask you all a question because some of you all, you're still kind of listening, and I'm going to ask you this quick question before I go back to the clip. I don't want to get too deep into the clip, um, but real quick. If Moses, I mean, if leprosy was sores and pus and things was falling all off, how come the Bible says in, in, in Leviticus 13 and 13 when you're covered with it from head to toe, then you are clean, which means accepted? <laughs> it don't mean washing, washing soap and water. It means clean, accepted. It's like if an Israelite saw a dead person, they was unclean until the evening. That's the same kind of clean it meant. It says if you're covered 
from head to toe with this whiteness, you're clean. So if y'all say that leprosy is sores and all that, when you got more of it, you're clean. You accept it. Don't make sense to do it. Let's go to the clip. Okay, but a lot of times when a sore came, it would come after that, and the priest would just simply check them out and make sure that it's normal. As you know today, a lot of times when you have sores, and when you leave, it leaves a little white spot. That's all it was. They would just check the white spot whenever it appeared from a sore and make sure you didn't have white hair in it or yellow hair in it. Now, we've got to be honest that yellow hair today is nothing more than blonde hair. So here we are talking about thousands of years ago how yellow was considered uh, associated with the curse and white hair was considered uh, was associated with the curse. Isn't that a twist of the way we look at things? Because today... Everybody know women or men prefer blonde. <laughs> Arlene laughing at that, but that's the same. Men prefer blonde. So anyway, this is again not to make fun of, disrespect anybody. This is just to show us. I just quoted Leviticus 13. Again, I'm in Leviticus 13. That's what I'm talking about. Speaking of melanin, uh, there is a doctor. Be sure write this down, please, everybody. Please write this name down, Doctor Julian Pukum, G U L J I L I N Julian Pukum, P O O K R U M. She is one of the world's most authorities on melanin. This woman can break down. She's a scientist, doctor, and she is one of the leading voices to tell us. The power of melanin. What exactly is this so-called dark skin, and what does it mean? When you hear her speak, you will understand the value of the earth, the blackness of the earth, and why it's important and why it's needed, not just in human skin but in animals, insects, anything with life, plants, because albinism folks, albinoism is also in plants. It's also in animals. Also in insects. You ever seen a roach, a white roach, and I'm not trying to make anybody down to be a roach, okay? Again, albinism affects black people. And I consider myself a so-called black man. Um, or this is what I'm calling the way I don't really consider myself that, but that's what people say when they see me. If you saw me in the mall, you would say, that's a black man, okay? But there are roaches, insects, that are literally white. It happens. Maybe one out of every 10,000 roaches you see, but you will see one. You think powder is important on it, but no, that, that roach has no pigmentation. There's, pig, there's there's albino snakes, there's albino horses, there's albino anything on the planet, there's their albinoism. I remember I went to lunch one day with a doctor and discussed this because I tried my best to talk with the most smartest people on our planet to make sure I'm politically correct in every way. And he asked me, or he suggested I not use the word albinoism when it, when it comes to plants. He said there's another name for it. He said your theory is right. But your words is wrong. It's not called albinoism when it comes to plants. So whatever it is called, plants do lose pigmentation. If you live long enough, you'll see a completely white tree. You might not think nothing of it because we're moving so fast in our society. 
but everything loses pigmentation. Now, somebody might say, well, why is that? Well, I don't know that part. I just know that in the Bible days, the prophets curse people and they turn white. And we have proof of that in First Kings, Second Kings, uh, that's going to be Second Kings 5, last verse. Okay? So we have proof that mankind has been cursed to be without their pigmentation. Somebody may say, well, so what? What is how is it important? Well, if somebody takes something from you when you've broken a law or when maybe you didn't break a law at all, maybe mankind has broken the law and we're suffering, kind of like cancer. You don't have to do nothing wrong to get cancer. It's what mankind is doing, and it kind of happens. So a lot of people with vitiligo and, and albinoism, they don't have to hold their head down. They have no more control over how they look than I have over how I look. So I don't have the right or any kind of remote reason to look down upon them. As a matter of fact, there may be some areas of their body where they're actually more stronger than I am or more maybe they are not losing hair like I am. Okay, but to lose hair is anybody that doesn't really reflect Adam has gotten to that point as a reflection of sin. They used to live hundreds of years back in the day. I know that's hard to comprehend, but that's what happened when you walk in sin. We, we as, a, as a nation, we've sinned so. We've lost the ability to, to, to do a lot of things. We don't live long. We don't have uh, the kind of healthy children we used to have. We don't have a, a, a full head of hair like they used to have. We just don't have the genes that Adam and Eve had. had. And by the way, we have, some of us, lost the ability to produce pigmentation. And every once in a while, these dark-skinned people will produce a blonde hair or white hair, blue-eyed baby. They can be jet black and that happens. I often say this. Listen to what I call roots. While I'm doing this show on Bible leprosy, you'll hear me use the word roots. Roots, R-O-O-T-S. A root is is something for you, listener. It's something I'm going to give you that is an obvious truth. So you don't know if I'm sitting up here lying or making up stuff, right? So I'm going to give you a root that we know is true, and that's going to help you keep listening to me, so to speak. In other words, let me give you a root now and you'll understand what I mean. Black is the dominant gene. Can we all agree on that? Everybody, everybody agrees that, right, Arlene? Let me hear you. Is black the dominant gene? If a black mixed with a white person, the baby is going to 99% of the time come out what? Black. Non-white. Non-white. They may be a little white sometimes, sometimes a little darker, but for sure they won't be white. Okay? Now, there's always an exception to the rule, but I'm talking about the way it works 99% of the time. Okay. So, here's a root caller, a listener, for you. You don't know if Brother Seth is sharing what he's saying is true or not, but you know this. We know black is a dominant gene. So if black people, if Noah and his three sons, constantly, which is Ham, Shem, and Yaphet, or Japheth, if they constantly mixed among themselves, Japheth, 
they some people argue this is what the, what what the, what they teach in the seminary. Jacob had a white descendant. Okay, you see, I'm swinging it. I'm swinging it. That was uh, take number two. Now I want to. I promise someone in the chat room I will comment, uh, bring to life something they were saying. Uh, the person uh, JCO, and we're gonna go back to the clip for sure because I know I was getting ready to light it up. I want to encourage JCO becoming ministry to keep listening. I understand exactly where this scholar. I'm gonna call this person scholar because they are very intelligent. They're using the scriptures. They're coming back at me. And I appreciate intelligent dialogue, okay? Uh, and I wish they would call the show, but they don't have to call. But they're saying, making comments like uh, one of the links, uh, let's see here, um, uh, let's see here, regular leprosy is a pottery white. Uh, it is most definitely contagious. Uh, it has, uh, mm, let's see here, it also talks of the possibility, okay, hold on, what are they saying here? She, they also posted Leviticus 13 and 6. What this person don't know is I'm very familiar with what they're saying. This is what everybody says. This is what all the ministers say. This is what the churches say. All of them say, oh, it's contagious and it's going to kill you and all this. I want you to keep listening. I'm just going to share one little thing real quick, and then we're going to clip number, uh, the next clip. Remember when the lepers said that was outside of the city? They said, why sit we here till we die? They were talking about going out to the enemy camp. And they said, if the enemy catch us in their camp, they're going to kill us. But if they don't catch us, we shall live. Remember the first com- the first comment they said was, why sit we here till we die? A lot of preachers say, see, that's right, they're telling you, leprosy is contagious, you're going to die. But remember what the lepers said. They said, why sit we here till we die? They just meant, why sit here and not do nothing just to sit here and die. We could say the same thing. Anybody can say, why just sit here and die? They were just saying, let's go do something. They weren't saying that they had something that was going to kill them. I'm telling you, leprosy was not contagious. It didn't kill. And there's no record in the Bible of it killing anybody. What happened was Moses, I mean, the scripture says that the Most High had Moses to put them, they were not accepted. The same way a woman in her ministerial period wasn't accepted. The same way if anybody in the Israel camp saw a dead person, they was un- unaccepted or unclean until the evening. The same way left-hand people back in that period was not accepted. Certain things you did made you not accepted. You were to be almost like a quarantine away. Now, leprosy was a step higher, though. And this is what throw people off, because in our world, we can't wrap our mind around somebody being cursed white. But I'm going to lay some stuff on y'all tonight. If you would just give me a chance and just listen. I know what y'all are saying. I know what you're thinking. Because I, I used to think it. I, I fought this truth for many years. So just listen. Give me a chance. Don't be so quick to, to judge me. I, I, I'm not on no hatred tip. Nobody's half said I was. But I want y'all to listen. I got something for you now. I know exactly where you're coming from, but I got something for you. Before the show is over, you're going to be able to say, like they did when I did this conference in Cincinnati, they was like, you know, we think this is cuckoo. And they kept listening. I kept showing it. 
leprosy in pictures and took them to certain parts of the Bible and said, well, whoa. I mean, somebody had leprosy in their forehead. Well, wait a minute. They had leprosy in their forehead. I thought it was sores. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How can you have leprosy in the forehead if it's your fingers falling off? That's your forehead. It wasn't sores. Leviticus 13, only time I mentioned it, it mentioned something called rising, and it mentioned the word scab briefly. And we talked about a scab. It's not calling the scab a leprosy. It's calling, so it's saying that they're supposed to look at that white skin that's around that scab. That's what they was looking at. You know how when you have a sore, you have that little white skin, that little whiteness, no matter what color you are on this planet, when you have a sore, there's some white, little tiny white skin to follow it. That's all those freaks were looking at was that white skin to follow the sore. The scab, but that's only one tiny part of Leviticus. Remember, another part it says bright spots. Any of these talk about the bright spots spreading to where the whole person is white. So, if a, if a person turning white has leprosy, what about a person born white? Now we're talking about Second Kings five. I'm getting off to my presentation. Let me go ahead and go to, to the next clip. This is clip number three. And I'm telling y'all, please listen. That's what they teach in the seminary. Japheth had a white descendant. Ham had black descendants. Shem had the yellow descendants, which is what Christ or Israelites come from, right? If you don't know anything else, you know what I'm about to say to be true. This is why we call it a root. Again, a root is something that everybody can agree on that make what I'm saying look like I might, I may be going somewhere, okay? So here's a root that I'll give you. If we constantly mix some three sons, no white race could exist because the white gene is not strong enough to exist. But you know, the most high has a sense of humor. It just so happened, Arlene, he made Japheth, which is supposed to be what the theologians teach in the seminary, he had the smallest family. So he was even more endangered genetically by Shem, because they had more melanin, and definitely by Ham, who was black. So if some kids, children, children, mix, 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 however could they have come a white race? That's the first root caller. Write that down. That's a root. That should make you say, wow. Now, he got a heck of a point there. I don't know if he's telling the truth about this leprosy stuff, but that right there makes a whole lot of sense. That's your first root. I'm going to try to give you about five of them before the day is gone. That'll make, you know, again. So moving right along, I'll actually give you another root. Here goes another root. Again, stuff that's clear for everybody to see. If the black gene, if if we all forgot about hating, here's the root. You write this down. If we all loved and forgot color, write that down. If we all loved and forgot color, not about color, we just mixed among each other. There would be no white people. Would you agree, Arlene? I agree. Now make sure you think about what I'm what you're saying. I agree. They, I mean, the the I think this current issue or last month's issue of the Times shows the face 
of uh, the multicultural American if we actually continue to mix and it's a non-white woman. Okay, so here's the point I have. It's going to sound a little offensive, so I'm going to try to butter it up as much as I can because I ain't trying to offend nobody today. We just want to get this truth out. If love and being colorblind annihilate you as a people, what preserves you? What saves you? Now I want to introduce you to a person by the name of Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. Write that name down, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. This is her argument. She, she talks about this all the time. She says that the whole purpose of white supremacy and non-white people oppression is that white people want to make us look like the boogeyman to scare their men and their women away from non-white people so they can come from the mix without interference so that they may be able to survive genetically. Powerful stuff there, Arlene, wouldn't you say? This is science. I told you we're going to do a little bit of both. We're going to hit a lot of scriptures today. We're going to hit a lot of scriptures today. Is it Shabbat? This is the Lord's day. This is the Most High's day. This is Yahweh's day. Okay? We're going to definitely get into the Word. But I've learned something about scriptures. If you've been brainwashed, you can look at them same scriptures in the next 30 years and not see certain things. Somebody has to come along and say, hey, look at the fact that two dark-skinned people can produce a white person. And then you go, oh, you need science. Science ain't nothing but another form of truth. I told you all truth is not in the Bible. But all truth should line up with the Bible. So, I'm going to say it again. If white skin can only survive, I mean, I mean, how can white skin survive if loving and forgetting color and everybody just getting along annihilate white people, then what preserves them? It has to be corruption. It don't mean they are wicked. It don't mean that they are wicked. Please, please do not misquote me. I hate that. What I'm saying is you've got to lie about non-white people. Say black men got a tail. Say they grunt when they, you know, all this crazy stuff. you got to say weird, crazy stuff about black men to scare off white women from mixing with, white, with black men in order to have a nation. This is what the Klan preaches day in, day out. Arlene laughed about this once, but I told her I was going to join the Klan. I was going to join an organization called the White Aryan Resistance. War. They're on the Internet right now. I did join them. But the reason I joined them was because I'm fascinated by the hate. Not so much by evil, but I just want to know what made people hate us. What did we do? What's behind the hate? So that gave me the bonus to join the white supremacist group Call War, or nothing more than the KKK. I was a registered member. <laughs> it's the truth. Is that not true, Arlene? It's true. I remember. I, re- I was a bona fide member. I tell you what, I could do that salute. <laughs> but I really did. They began to start sending me literature. But one of the things that shocked me, and I don't care if I put myself out there because no weapon formed against me is going to prosper, Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall condemn. That's after the enemy that might try to do anything. But I don't fear anybody. So watch this. 
So what I do is I, they started sending me literature, right? The literature blew me away because they talk about this very thing we're talking about right now, the whole existence of them. I know a lot of you are saying, what's it got to do with leprosy? Oh, it's got everything to do with leprosy. It's got everything to do with vitiligo. It's got everything to do with albinism. Follow me. Stay with me. Stay with me. The books that they read, what they call the underground books, they call them underground books because you can't get them in a lot of bookstores, it's nothing more than the International Jew by Henry Ford, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. You got it. They read black books. I was done. Remember I showed you that catalog early a long time ago? And it had a bunch of the very books we read. And I was like, what? So what am I saying? They are concerned. That's why they love Louis Farrakhan. They don't love him, but they like him because Louis Farrakhan preaches the same thing, separation. Let's separate. Let's separate. Louis Farrakhan wants separation for one reason. They want separation for white genetic survival. Because they know that as long as we mix it with black people and our women finding out true things about black men, they're going to desire black men. Same thing with white men and black women. As long as they don't have the stereotypes out there and all the lies the media try to produce and they're still doing today, that's the purpose of white supremacy. I mean, our white, uh, these lies is to divide us. And I know I'm going a little fast. I'll slow down here in a second. But I, I get excited about this because... Again, this is showing up Satan for who he is. This is showing up the kingdom of darkness for who they are and exposing these lies that oppress us. We are oppressed of a people because white people are trying to survive. Not all white people. Not all white people. We've got a question here or a comment. I'll open up the line in a second. Uh, call it. Just give me one little point. Give me one second more. But, again, the oppression so-called black people or non-white people, if so white people are trying to get their people, the, the ones in power, the wicked ones, not the good white people that we live with and work with every day, but these masterminds are trying to keep these lies out there to keep us separated, okay, separated and racing each other, race, race. Okay, caller, uh, go right in. Hold on, let me open the line seat. Okay, Carla, go ahead and let us know where you're calling from and who's on the line. Uh, and this is Gary Go right ahead. Hey, this is John. How you doing, Brother Seth? Hold on, hold on. Let me turn you up because I can barely hear you and I want the people to hear you. Come get a little closer to the phone. Okay. Okay, your name and where you're calling from? Uh, this is John Clark calling from Lexington, Kentucky. How are y'all doing? Oh, Shabbat Shalom, John. I'm doing excellent, man. Good. You know, um, a couple of quick comments, and I have to do it this way because on the Shabbat I'm in and out, but the, the brother said, you already know that I call it like I see it. So um, the what's the name of that doctor? Was it Francis Cress Wilson? Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. Wilson. Okay. I disagree with her only from a standpoint of, I think that there are some people who are creating whatever the the gift. Okay, folks, that was number three. I told you I was going to get, we ain't, we ain't even touched the surface yet. And, I, and I'm talking, having a conversation in the chat room, building the chat room, I'm sure y'all see it. 
And I just ask my brother, uh, brother Patrick Greg, to please call the phone line, sister or brother Joy JCO Overcoming Ministry. I wish y'all could call because I want people to hear what y'all are saying. Uh, unlike the or comment made that I'm not going to let you talk. I'm going to kick you off. I'm not kicking nobody off. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I don't run from no. I got the hand up. You can talk. You can talk with me the rest of the show. Now, I am going to play these clips. So, but I mean, what bothers me is when people don't listen. Even if you're with somebody, you should let them Get out what they're saying. Now, everybody and their mama know what leprosy is. So if you're in the chat room like, sister, like this person, I don't know why I want to say sister, maybe a brother, but I understand fully what Wikipedia say leprosy is. I understand fully what the, what the dictionary say leprosy is. I understand what they say, but they don't have nothing to do with Leviticus 13. Nowhere in Leviticus 13 are you going to see the type of images you're going to see if you Google leprosy and you type it in. Nowhere. It's just not in the Bible. If it is, tell me. Now, if somebody said in the chat room that I'm twisting the Bible or something, I'm, I'm the one giving you the scriptures. I'm telling you Second Kings. I'm telling. At some point in this presentation, I'm going to give a lot of scriptures. I mean, like, I'm just going to give a list. I try to do it every show. So believe me, before so with, I will probably have given thirty scriptures. So I'm the last person you want to say don't. Ain't using the word. I'm saying with all of these scriptures, y'all got to give me an answer for them. Because what y'all saying leprosy is, and what the Bible said leprosy is, two different things. Miriam, when she's smitten with leprosy, and I'm probably getting off into the presentation right now, but Miriam, when she was getting, uh, Miriam, when she was smitten with leprosy, her brother describes what's happened to her. He literally describes what he sees. Y'all are not listening. I'm not trying to argue with nobody right now. I'm just trying to get this truth out. Just listen to what is being said. Otherwise, I think you just come around and just pick a fight, and that's fine too. I just can't I can't uh, be going back and forth. I want you to just listen. Hear the scriptures, hear the scriptures, and then comment on the scriptures I'm giving. Well, right there, my brother, you got that wrong, you know. But don't just, I mean, I already know what everybody thinks. So normally y'all need to be telling me about how it's contagious. That's what everybody thinks, how you can, uh, God had them put out, how they stood outside the city. We all think that. I'm challenging that belief system. So this is the time for you to sit back and listen, and then towards the end of the show, you say, okay, I've heard you. And this is what I wrote down. This is why I have to be with you. That's, that's intellect. But if you come on the show and you ain't heard a good two clips and you're already lighting up the chat room, I'm, I'm just wondering what's the true heart behind it. Let's, let's have a dialogue. Let's go back and forth. Listen to what's being said. If you disagree, you disagree. At the end of the show, you listen to everything. You disagree. Hey, I've done my job. But I guarantee you, before you leave the show, you're going to get about 30 scriptures. And I guarantee you're not going to present one scripture to, to define the kind of things that they call leprosy today. Here we go. This is number uh, four. I disagree with her only from a standpoint of I think that there are some people whom are creating whatever the, the giving uh, image of black people are. 
but white people in general, they're just as receptive or unreceptive or they get it or they don't get it, just like many black people. They, I think that if we say that white people are putting that image out there, it's like a blanket statement, but I don't think that white people in general are. I think that there's a couple who know exactly what they're doing. And so, um, you know, you, probably, you didn't go that deep into it, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to at least state that. The other thing I wanted to state yeah, hold on, is, so when you saying my phone was breaking up heavily, were you saying that not all white people are the ones in power? Well, yeah, people who have influence. There's people who have an agenda, and then there's your your average brother uh, that you work with, and what they are are just recipients of that information. They may think about us in a certain way because of what they've seen, what they've heard, the images on TV, in the newspaper, on the news. They have these images, just like we had those images, and we didn't know any better, but they're not the ones who perpetuated. Uh, oh, the no, ones no, 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 John, listen, Friends, Dr. Frances Chris Wilson, I don't want to misrepresent her. For sure, for sure, she's not talking about the everyday person. I think I just said that earlier. I think that was the last okay. thing I said prior to me opening the phone line. The regular everyday people we see, they're just like us. They hate this. I mean, when the Klan comes to the square in Cincinnati when I lived there, there was white people out there going to jail because they were trying to fight them people, man. I mean, this is this the vast majority of white people are just like black people. Right. Let's get that clear, 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 clear. I'm talking about the powers that be. They know what will happen if we all love one another, forgot color, and just if they told the truth about the so-called black man and the black woman, I promise you, they know it would be the annihilation of the white races we know. And it's happening anyway because of the Internet has become the biggest enemy to them in that people are getting truth. Now, the average old Joe Blow, a white person like I'm so-called black person, and I say so-called, I use that word, so-called, that phrase, because I do not even believe in a white person. I do not believe in such thing as a white person or a black person. I honestly, honestly do not believe in race based upon color. You will understand that more as I do this, 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 this presentation. I do not agree with it. It's just something man-made. So I'm saying to you, when we start looking, Frances Chris Wilson and her, own, her, whole, her whole argument is, that this is the basis for our oppression. They exactly. fear white genetic annihilation. If we tell the truth who the black man is, our women might decide to date and marry them. And then when they have a child, that, that's it. We lose, we lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. And so do you follow me there? And I think you follow Absolutely. me there? I got you. Okay. I got you. Did you have another yeah, comment? I do, I do. It's actually somewhat of an amusing story, when I, but it substantiates what you're saying. Back when I was in college, biology 101, they talk about dominant and recessive genes, and they explain that the first genes were dominant genes, and the only way that you would receive or get a recessive gene is that over time there would be a mutation. And that mutation will take place and create this recessive gene, such as a blonde hair or a blue eye or a light skin or whatever the case may be. And all of these, every, be it hundreds of years or whatever the case may be, you would have these mutating genes. And, and so that substantiates exactly what you're saying. You cannot have two recessives 
and create a dominant. But you can't have two dominants and create a recessive. You can have a dominant and a recessive and get a recessive. Uh, and so I just found that to be intriguing that you're saying that, and that's that's biology 101. Same yes, class, it is. Uh, same class. They were talking about melanin and skin, <laughs> and skin and how it protects you from the sun rays and all these benefits. And the guy was explaining how, you know, that's the reason why the white persons, the, the white professor, by the way, uh, why their skin isn't uh, able to have uh, the same re- reliability, as it were, in the sun. And there's a black girl that got up, as innocent as she wanted to. She said, well, how can we, how can we get within our skin and put it in your skin? And me and my friends started laughing. We <laughs> like, then that would be the annihilation of the white race. <laughs> because, you know, she was just trying to help them out to protect them from the sun. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, that, that boded to what you explained about the melanin in the skin and uh, how it reacts to the sun or the lack of melanin and how it did not react to the sun. Last statement, I saw an albino roach. I couldn't believe it. I refused to kill it. <laughs> I saw my friend had an infestation at his apartment. I was staying there for a couple months, and these roaches were such that there were so many of them, when you turn the light on, they would not run like roaches are supposed to. <laughs> and within, within these roaches, I saw an albino roach, and I was just missed at the whole thing. And I just wanted to say that because when you said that, it, it reminded me of that particular time. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, if you have another comment, let me know. We'll open back up the line. Appreciate that, John. We'll, we'll do. All right. Now, that was John, and, and, and he mentioned the roach. And, again, we're not trying to say anybody is roaches or anything like that, folks. Come on, okay, give us a break. We are albinos. I, I said this last week, and my wife even kind of disagreed with how I put it. But I'm going to say it again this year, this week, and uh, I say this. I, inside of me, is a white person. It's true. Everything a white person has inside of me, as far as the skin, the coloration, it's inside of me. It's just that I have more melanin. Now, again, we're approaching the next hour here. We're going to get into the scriptures. Y'all bear with me, but i got to get this stuff out. It's going to make a lot of sense. You can see it every day. It's stuff that you can taste, touch, smell. I mean, you can see this, what I'm talking about. It's in your face. You know, it could be some of your cousins. It's it's us. We are white people. They are us. There ain't no white people outside of the black race, and we're two different. We're not. That's what a whole. I don't even agree with this whole black and white thing. It's just one people. Some of us have more melanin than the others. Okay, and I don't know why light-skinned black people is darn near white. I mean, so I don't even know what's the whole deal. We carry a lot of the same genes. But let me finish my point. Um. Got my point actually. Sometimes I just get so. But anyway, listen, let's do this right here. Let's, if you come on the internet, I want you to type in the word Alphas, A L P H O S. You're on the internet, or uh, if you're not, if you don't have the internet, write this word down. You gotta see the definition of this word. Okay, this is from a physician, Celis, very prominent uh, physician by the name of Celis, C E L S U S. I want you to read the definition, and Wikipedia does a good job. You can read their definition as well. But if you type in the word A as in Apple, L as in Larry, P as in Papa, H as in Henry, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam or Sandy, 
alphas. You will see this, and it says this. I'm going to read exactly what it means, alphas. Alphas. Alphas is a form of non-contagious leprosy, formerly described by physician Celsus under the name of vitiligo, a term now used for another skin disease. What I'm trying to say is, here is a part, here's a scientist, here's a doctor that actually is calling vitiligo leprosy. And there's another article Arlene is getting ready to read, because what we're going to do is we're going to hit a little science here, and then right after she gets done here, we're going to go to the scriptures. And we got several scriptures, okay? Uh, but I just want y'all to just check that out. Here is a scientist doctor associating vitiligo with the word leprosy. That's going to be major because that's all it is, okay? But I, I just like, some of y'all like when the science community say this. But this is going to validate the scriptures we're about to share. Arlene, go ahead and read your article, then we're going to get into the scriptures. Uh, this was an article in the Washington Post by Rick Weiss on December 16, 2005. Scientists yesterday said, that they discovered a tiny genetic mutation that largely explains the first appearance of white skin in humans tens of thousands of years ago, a finding that helped solve one of biology's most enduring mysteries and illuminates one of humanity's greatest sources of strife. The work suggests that the skin whitening mutation occurred by chance in a single individual Okay, folks, I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all you was one. I told you was going to get into it, and you saying that's exactly what's happening. Uh, so, anyway, we're about to go to clip number five. I want to just say, uh, again, if you're watching the chat in the chat room real quickly, uh, JCO, Overcomers Ministry, in her defense, she hadn't, she hasn't uh, said she couldn't call, but I really wish she would. And I, but out of respect for, for I keep saying her, it may be a he, and so we just say JCO, Overcoming Ministries. But, again, this is what I'm talking about, people. Now, I'm sitting up here presenting what I'm saying, and I'm talking about science. I'm presenting documents, presenting all type of stuff that is proof of what I'm saying. This person is typing so fast, so much information, I know they can't be hearing what I'm saying. Not to say they're not they're not able to do two or three things at one time, but I just wish we'd be open-minded tonight. I'm not looking for a debate. I'm not looking. I know how it sounds. It sounds crazy what I'm saying. I know how it sounds. We've all been told what leprosy is. So I don't need nobody to come lie and tell me it sounds crazy. I agree 100,000%. I fought this message for probably 10 years. But I'm telling you, it's not the way it looks. JC Overcoming Ministry, but if you thought so much bent on I'm deceived and I'm not following the scripture, folks, Leviticus 13, verse 12 and 13 talks about a whiteness that's spreading throughout this person's body, and it calls it a leprosy. It says when they cover, when they spread, so we're talking about whiteness spreading, Whiteness spreading just like what Michael Jackson had. When they're covered from head to toe, wherever the priest looked, and the priest looked everywhere. When you're covered from head to toe, then are you clean? 
this person in the chat room, I'm only calling them out because, you know, I'm trying to get them to call me. Uh, they, the phone line is wide open. If y'all know this person, call them. Hey, they, I don't mind. I talk to them. Y'all know me. I don't run from nobody. I've been preaching this for 20 years on radio stations. Please. It's talking about this white skin spreading and that being a type of leprosy. Now, there's other types of leprosy. I didn't say this was all the leprosy, but you better reckon Don shows Skippy that they're talking about some spreading white skin in Leviticus 13, verses 12 and 13. It's talking about, it talks about leprosy that come out of a rising, like when you get a little bump and it rises up and it goes away and leave a white spot. The priest was supposed to examine that white spot if there was a yellow hair, you was in trouble. They were supposed to lock you up. What's yellow? Nothing but blonde. If you had one little yellow hair, they were supposed to lock you up. This was in biblical times. We're not in biblical times now, so it's supposed to sound crazy to you and me and us because we're all different now. In biblical times, to have a white spot that come from a rising on your body like a bump was something to these priests. They was looking because they was looking for leprosy, a whiteness. In biblical time, whiteness was considered a curse. I know it's hard to comprehend. If you wake up tomorrow and you white, I'll wake up tomorrow, it ain't nothing to do with us. It's just the way it was. I can't change it. It's right there in your Bible. When that rising leaves, there was a white spot, they were supposed to check it out. If it had white hair, forget it. They, these people was to be not able to handle the priestly thing. They was... Unclean. Doesn't have to do with soap and water. Doesn't have to do with diseases. That's another thing. When people hear the word unclean, they start associating with disease. That's where a lot of preachers get this from. And that's what this person said in the chat room. It's contagious. That's because they associating the word clean with soap and water and disease. Clean and unclean just mean accepted and unaccepted. I can't do no Bible study on that. I just got to know that. Okay? Google it. I mean, put it. Go to the Hebrew dictionary and look it up. That's true. Like when they looked at a dead body, they was unclean until the evening. Didn't have to do with soap and water. They seen a dead person. Most high didn't want them handling the priest with things because they was too in touch with death at that point. It just means unclean and clean. It's all, I mean, accepted and unaccepted, okay? Let me go back to the clip. I get too sidetracked uh, again. Please just listen, people. I already know what y'all saying. Everybody in the chat room is going to know what you're saying if you say stuff like, oh, it's limbs falling off, it's, it's pus, it's blood. That's what we all talk. But ain't none of that in Leviticus. I want someone in the chat room to type in a scripture right now that says that Leviticus is pus, blood, fingers falling off. You can't do it. If you can't do that, you should just be listening. And illuminates one of humanity's greatest sources of strife. The work suggests that the skin whitening mutation occurred by chance in a single in individual after the first human exodus from Africa when all people were brown skinned. That person's offspring apparently thrived as humans moved northward into what is now Europe, helping to give rise to the lightest of the world's races. Leaders of the study at Penn State University warned against interpreting the finding as a discovery of the race gene. Race is a vaguely defined biological, social, and political concept, they noted, as skin color is only part of what race is. 
In fact, several scientists said the new work shows just how small a biological difference is reflected by skin color. The newly found mutation involves a change of just one letter of DNA code out of 3.1 billion letters in the human genome. The complete instructions for making a human being. That means we all have uh, 3.1 uh, billion letters of DNA in common. There's just one letter that mutates that causes skin color. It's a major finding in a very sensitive area, said Stephen Oppenheimer, an expert in anthropological genetics at Oxford University. He was not involved in the work. Almost all the differences used to differentiate populations from around the world really are skin deep. The work raises a raft of new questions, not least of which is why white skin caught on so thoroughly in northern climes once it arose, which means why did it uh, seem to thrive in the northern uh, hemisphere. Some scientists suggest that lighter skinned offered a strong survival advantage for people who migrated out of Africa by boosting their levels of bone strengthening vitamin D, which you get from the sun. Others have posited that its novelty and showiness simply made it more attractive to those seeking mates, and that was those that live now in the north wanted mates that look like them. The work also reveals for the first time that Asians owe their relatively light skin to different mutations. That means that light skin arose independently at least twice in the human evolution. And caller, I know that you have your hand up. We're going to finish reading this and we'll get to you. In each case, affecting populations with the facial and other traits that today are commonly regarded as the hallmarks of Caucasian and Asian races. Several sociologists and others said they feared that such revelations might wrongly overshadow the prevailing finding of genetics over the past 10 years, that the number of DNA differences between races is tiny compared with the range of genetic diversity found within any racial group. Even study leader Keith Chang said he was at first uncomfortable talking about the new work fearing that the finding of such a clear genetic difference between people of African and European ancestries might reawaken discredited applications of others' purported inborn differences between the races, the most longstanding and inflammatory of those being intelligence, which means they used to say that whites were more intelligent or that blacks were less intelligent, and there's no genetic proof of that. I think human beings are extremely insecure and look to visual cues of sameness to feel better, and people do bad things to people who look different, is what Chang said. The discovery described in today's issue of the journal Science was an unexpected outgrowth of studies Chang and his colleagues were conducting in inch-long uh, zebrafish, which they found this fish, and it actually mutated and was no longer able to produce its stripes. To their surprise, they found virtually identical pigment-building genes in humans, chickens, dogs, cows, and many other species, an indication of its biological value. They got a greater surprise when they looked in a new database comparing the genomes of four of the world's major racial groups that showed that whites with northern and West, Western European ancestry have a mutated gene. Well, yeah. Skin color is a reflection of the amount and distribution of pigment 
of the pigment melanin, which in humans protects against damaging ultraviolet rays, but in other species is also used for camouflage or other purposes. The mutation that deprives the zebra fish of their stripes blocks the creation of a protein whose job it is to move charged atoms. So that's a little more technical. Okay, now the reason I read that was because you got a lot of people, everybody is not necessarily Bible thumpers, and they want to get into the Word, they want to worship the Most High, and this is his day, okay? Sometimes I like to use science because a lot of people are there, they believe in science, but they are trying to work their way to believe the Most High. This is actually going to validate the Scriptures. We don't need it to validate the Scriptures. We don't. I don't. Do you only need science? No, this is for, I try to reach out to everybody, and that is the purpose of reading that, but I got it from the scripture all along. We got a call on the line. Call and go right ahead. Uh, this is area code 804. Thank you, thank you. Um, now, my take on the whole thing of it all is, now, you know, in Revelation chapter 12, where it said, you know, there was a wall in heaven, uh-huh. right? And I believe the same thing is going on here and earth. Now, um, we all should know that white people is a manifestation of black people, right? Right. So, this is my take. Now, I don't know if it was like a century that was like, you know, melanate, I mean, you know, white people, you know, albinos, albinos. Um, I believe that it was... Um, a mutation period when 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 black women was having babies, they was having albinos, and I believe that them albinos came out of the Nile Valley uh, 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 area, you know, Ethiopia, Somalia, Sudan, um, um, Egypt, and uh, I just believe that it was a period of the uh, mutation going on during that time, and. And, you know, maybe it took 100 years, and, and, and maybe these people, uh, you know, got the mindset that, hey, you know, let's get up out of here. We're being treated, you know, different. And they left that area, and I believe, you know, that's how all the races came when when the uh, uh, albino people came into, you know, manifestation. Because when the Melanite people were mixing with the albinos, that you was getting all these other uh, races. Now me, I'm a I'm a black person, you know, fairly brown skin. I went over to Egypt for like five months during the summer months, and in my pictures I look red as a shirt. I'm not light skinned I'm brown, but I look red as a t-shirt. You know. So well, but I believe. Oh, go ahead. Uh, one thing I want to just just jump in and ask you, or make a comment here. You say all the nations come when white people, when the albinos showed up. Yeah. Uh, I think all the nations came when the Tower of Babel happened, and they didn't understand each other. When the Most High confused their languages, and they started going all over the planet. Okay, the Tower of Babel. All right. When that happened. That's where you get the various people. They had to go to different parts of the earth because they didn't different. They didn't understand each other. They didn't get along. I mean, they they couldn't, couldn't get along. They couldn't work together. So that's where yep. different races come from. Now, within each of those people going separate ways, everybody, every nation carried this ability to produce albinos. 
True. And I, I think before you, now, now watch this, watch this. I think during the Tower of Babel, everybody was dark-skinned people. Yeah. I believe that. Okay, now watch this, watch this. Because ancient China was black. Ancient, all of the ancient, any any nation, there's lots of... Hold on, let me get my point out. Hold on, let me get my point out. What I'm saying is, I think that any ancient nation... There, there are natives. The people originally there were dark-skinned people, all over the planet. No exception. No exception. Now, when the now each one of them have the ability to produce albinos, and those albinos are obviously going to come together because they're going to be mistreated, just like they are right now in Tanzania. Right now, they're killing albinos in, in, in Tanzania because there's some people trying to offer them up for. Uh, witch doctors and stuff It's a big deal right It's on it's all over Well it's on the internet It ain't all over the internet But it's, it's very popular Right now in Tanzania So what I'm saying is You're right They mistreated Because they look That's different and, and Eventually yeah. they started Going north to the Caucasus Mountain This is what A lot of historians say So I follow you But go right ahead With your other point And see that period Took maybe A hundred years Or two hundred Three hundred years and, 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 you know, these albino people, they populated pretty well, and, and they just got tired of it and left. Now, this is my other take. Now, you know, I thought Indian peoples was like what I see today. You know, you're American Indian. Now, I, I didn't know the difference between American Indian and Native American. Now, on my Internet, I looked up on this uh, YouTube thing, and I saw Indian people, man, jet black. Now, I would love to have seen... Um, China, uh, Asia. Okay. All right, folks, move right along. That was clip number five. We're just going to go through these clips. Again, you listen to Pop Smooth Stone, this is Brother Seth. We're talking about leprosy, leprosy, leprosy. Nothing more in biblical terms than white skin. Simple and plain. Simple and plain. Now, I have people in the chat room that are saying all kind of stuff, but they won't call the phone lines for whatever reason. And y'all know, like, uh, on Five Smooth Stones, Brother Seth get calls. People call me, and we, we I let them on. And sometimes you know I, I I let people call more than once. You can hang up, call, hang up, call, read me right back. That's how I don't run from nobody. But let me just share some of the things that's being said in the chat room. Now, in the chat room, what they're saying is, is I'm, script, I'm unscriptural. Did the Bible not say for Moses to stick his hand in his bosom and to pull it out? And the Bible says his hand became leprous as snow. That's Bible. So OC, Overcoming Ministries, that's Bible. All right? Now, if y'all don't know that, I don't know what to tell you, but the Bible says Moses stuck his hand in his bosom, and the Most High said pull it out, and when he pulled out his hand, was leprous as snow. How can you say leprosy is pus? Leprosy is, I just don't understand. I mean, if you don't want the truth, hey, I understand, but don't say people are not scriptural. What you can say about me, and maybe somebody will listen, is you can say that I'm in error. That means I'm quoting scripture, but I'm in error. But you can't say I'm in error if you don't have scriptures. 
Okay? Leprous as snow. Moses' hand became leprous as snow. And if you say, well, that's not what the Most High meant, you're twisting that. Okay? Why is it? And I'm, ta- I'm coming from uh, 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 Exodus 4 and 6. Exodus 4 and 6, where Moses' hand became leprous as snow. It didn't say leprous is nothing else. If it was leprous as snow, it was leprous as snow. Okay? That's not me talking, folks. That's your Bible. Okay? His hand became leprous as snow. Read it. Okay, I'm not going to go type and putting everything in the chat room. I'm telling you right now, Exodus 4 and 6, his hand became leprous as snow. Okay? Simple and plain. Now, next thing I want to share with y'all, and I'm just going to go ahead. I said I want to type over it, but I will type Exodus uh, 4 and 6. Okay? Hand was leprous as snow. That's the exact word, verbiage of the Bible. That's the first scripture. Okay, Miriam, see, I hate to entertain these people in the chat room because we got deeper, we want to go deeper, and y'all please forgive me for not going deeper, entertaining a lot of these people and their foolishness. But let me just do that. I shouldn't say foolishness because maybe they're really trying. Uh, but, again, leprosy snow was used to talk about Miriam. Miriam spoke out against Moses, and she was smitten with leprosy, and she became leprous as snow. The Bible says she became leprous. So watch this, and that's Numbers 12 and 10. Look it up in your own Bible. Numbers 12 and 10 talks about how Miriam became leprous as snow. You don't know who you're fooling with. I haven't been talking about this for no few days, uh, overcoming ministry, if you're calling yourself a minister, you should know the word, and you should never, ever, ever tell somebody who's quoting far more scriptures than you are and elaborating on the scriptures more than you are that they're foolish or that they're preaching a lie. You can just say, hey, I don't know. I'm going to pray about this. But when you get arrogant, you get embarrassed. Now, Numbers 12 and 10, Miriam, again, Miriam became leprous as snow. Look it up in your Bible, all right? That's the next one. Another thing, I'm, okay, we're going with Scripture now, okay? For those of y'all that think, oh, this brother just making this stuff up, I'm typing in the chat room, Second Kings 5. Miriam, I mean, uh, there was a man who was mighty. If he was as what this person is saying in the chat room, oh, it's just a disease. We all know that. We all been hearing it all our life. We know that. You don't have to say that to anybody in the chat room. Everybody know that. You're wasting time. You should be listening. Everybody in the chat room probably think like you, but they're listening. They ain't just typing away. They're listening. They're, they're, they're seeing where this brother is getting deceived at. Even the uh, the Lola evolution theory, I have to give her, her points or him points. They listen for a while. And they, I think, disagree with me, but they listen. You, gotta, can't, you come in the chat room just typing away. And this is what I what we got to think of in church. And you're the one with ministry all over your name or anybody else. This is what I'm talking about. In the church, it's hard to get truth. They, they fight this more than anybody else. Now, what I'm saying is this. Why would the Bible say Moses became leper to snow? Let me tell you something else. If y'all, here's another route, and then we're going to go to clip number six. 
There's not a root. Remember, there's something that is straight truth. You can see it clearly. This teaching that I'm doing tonight, it's, it, 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 it takes you to sit down and listen to, to see it. But when I talk about I got a root for you, a root is something we all can see very quickly. We can all agree on. Now, here's a root. This is going to be something we all agree on. We all can see it. I shared with it with you earlier. I'm going to share it again because I don't think some of y'all was listening, but you probably was typing it something. Moses, Noah had three sons. They say Japheth was white. They say Shem was yellow. And they say Ham, uh, Japheth was uh, white, Shem was yellow, and, and Ham was black. Ham had the most kids. The second person had the most kids was Shem. The person with the fewest kids was Japheth. Even if Japheth was white, which I totally disagree with, but even if he was white, these three sons' descendants mix so much, mix so much, it is impossible for a white race to come out of that much mixing. If you didn't get nothing else tonight, right there, you should be like, whoa, that is true. Look how they mix in the Bible. It's impossible for there have been white people back then. It's impossible. If you don't agree with leprosy, fine. Let's come in the back door way. Because when something is true, you can prove it more than one way. Let's come at it a back door way. If there is a lot of mixing, how can there be a white race? If there's a lot of mixing, how could there be a white race? And ask yourself this question. Here goes another. Here goes another root. Here goes another root. White people have killed enough people to create a whole nother, to populate a whole nother planet. Everybody agree with that, including white people. If those people hadn't just lived, been allowed to live, the planet would be double. Because they would have had kids, and kids would have kids, and kids would have kids, and then, of course, you got to subtract death and all the people that died. But they, they literally destroyed another planet full of people. I call. I got something I call balance the population. I don't know if I'll get into it tonight because I'm going back and forth over other little stuff I probably shouldn't be doing. But if you put those people back, instead of wiping them 8% of the population, it will go something to like maybe .0005 or something. There would be no white people. If those non-white people lived, there would be a whole planet full of non-white people. And through the mixing, there would not be no white people. That's another route. I'm going to give you another route. If you don't agree with nothing I say tonight, if y'all ain't on board with nothing I say tonight, I sound cuckoo, I sound racist, I sound whatever, just think about what I'm saying right now. Think about it. White people are produced by all black people. Any non-white people produce blonde hair, blue-eyed people. White people cannot produce non-white people, not one. Not one white couple. I mean, I know there's flukes in here now. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the little flukes, one out of a billion, some weird. We don't really know if that was the real baby daddy. I, mean, I can't go by one. I, some weird person you see on Time magazine that two whites had a black baby. I'm not talking about that. We don't know what's going on with that. I'm talking about stuff you can see every day in Walmart, K-Mart, wherever you go every day. 
I'm saying white people cannot. It's impossible for them to produce black skin. But we can produce blonde hair, blue eyes. And if we produce enough, I'm like Tanzania and what they do in Tanzania. And those albinos mixed, Dr. Chetty, University of Cincinnati, dermatology department, said that those albinos cannot produce color after a while. There go your white race right there produced by black people. So leprosy, how does that tie into it? Leprosy is just a part of the scriptures letting us see how we became these different colors. All these people walk around, we got albinism among plants, we got albinism among animals, and nobody talk about it on the planet. That's why we can't trust Wikipedia. Somebody trying to quote Wikipedia earlier. You can't quote no dictionary. Somebody say, have you read the dictionary? Of course I read the dictionary. But nobody on the planet is addressing these plants that pop up white, these animals that pop up white. They're everywhere. Anywhere there's living matter, there's this albinism thing happening. And nobody wants to talk about it. They want to always just uh, no leprosy, a type of leprosy, one type of leprosy. Leprosy can even be in houses. So how can it be what this person in the chat room is saying, talking about something contagious? They made their houses out of animal skin. There was animals that was albino. So leprosy could be in houses. So what is this person talking about? It's contagious. You can die and all this. Do you see what I'm saying? You don't need racist white people around for that if they're not one. I'm not trying to say they all one. I'm not calling no names. I'm just saying we have these lies in our own head. We don't need white people around to, to lie to us because we believe what they tell us. And I know I'm, I shouldn't say what I'm saying because this person is just probably as intelligent as I am, probably more. And they, but I'm just saying why could we just can't listen? Just listen to what the presentation is, and then in the presentation you come forth with whatever you have to say. Let me move on to clip number six. I apologize for taking other people's time out and going over that. I should just stay on program, but I feel the person at the same time. I feel their pain. I fought this like tooth and toenails. I mean, I I told the person it was a racist, but when I began looking at that Bible, Leviticus 13, I knew what I was reading and what they have on Google, some images, it ain't the same leprosy. And this drove me to talk to the guy, Dr. Chetty of the University of Cincinnati Dermatology Department. He's retired now, but everybody know him up there. And I recorded this man. And he said that the leprosy of the Bible and the leprosy that he see every day, that's his accent, the leprosy, he said they're two different worlds. He says, I quote the man, he said, and some of y'all in Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, because I've done these presentations all over, you heard the tapes. He said the leper said the Bible, you don't die, and it's not contagious. But I need Dr. Chetty to tell me that. Read your Bible. Don't don't put things in there that's not there. Nowhere did it say Moses would put them away and, and quarantine them. It didn't say that like we do diseases. That's not what that said. And by the way, a person can be black charcoal, black with a white spot on their arm and have leprosy. It's just about white people, all white leprosy, white skin. You could be a leper and be looking like Denzel Washington, take off your shirt, you have a white spot on your chest with a white area that you would be considered by Israel a leper. Y'all, you really listen to what I'm saying or we're looking to pick a fight? Let's start clip six. I looked up on this uh, YouTube thing. 
and I saw indigenous people, man, jet black. Now, I would love to have seen um, China, uh, Asian black people, but I never had the opportunity. But I saw some real, I called my wife and she couldn't believe it. But, you know, all the races, you know, different races, you know, these, these I've been uh, final people mixed in with black people, wherever they were, the Asian people, whatever, you know. But um, this is what I want to ask you. Uh, 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 this agenda that these uh, albino people have now, you know about the new coming earth changes, right? I'm not familiar. I remember the oil spill in the Gulf? Yes. See, that won't about um, consumption and profit and things. See, it's, it's a fault line that run up and down the Mississippi River and things, uh, uh, the New Magic fault line. Uh-huh. See, they manipulating that fault line. See, their agenda is to get rid of half of the United States population. I'm telling you the truth, man. You can pull it up on your Internet yourself. The whole East oh, Coast. I, I don't doubt you. And see, and see, this 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 another thing. Now, uh, Russian military gonna get destroyed. China, all these military gonna get destroyed. All the ones gonna survive is. Uh, now, well, uh, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What was your name, caller again? What was your name? Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe. You you have to give your real name, by the way. <laughs> okay, Joe, Joe. Well, listen. We're a little bit off the topic. You kind of get into what we get into on Thursday nights from 12 a.m. to. 2 p.m. and that is the one world government, their agenda and their the mass suicide. I mean the mass murders and the weather warfare and how they can. Yeah, we go there. But this particular thing, let's stay on the whole uh, albino, vitiligo, leprosy. Let me get back on track there. Well, this my take. This my take. I believe that the uh, Israelite story came from a white man. I believe that them people that that the black people that was up in Israel. It's not no other than the black people that were, that came out of Ethiopia, Somalia, uh, 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 that, that that melanated people there. I believe them, them, uh, 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 them people left there. Them was the people there. But um, I just have a little problem with this Israelite thing. Yeah. I believe it's, it's, a, it's a written story by white man. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. Well, you need to listen to us on tomorrow, because tomorrow what we do, JoJo, is we show our culture right now the way it's standing. If you can just pause us like we're some movie. If you can pause Black America right now, I can show you our lifestyle in the Bible. Can't no other people do that, and if they can do it, they're nothing more than our brothers and I'm going to do this. I'm going to skip this particular clip because this brother took us off just a little bit. We got too many clips to get into some deep stuff. Again, I'm going to skip this clip. This brother Joseph, he um, got us off just a little bit. Now, hopefully I'm not saying nothing too great in that clip that y'all going to miss out on the end portion of that. But let's go to clip number seven. And research that Moses' hand was leprous. That's Exodus, uh, Exodus 4 and 6. Uh, Exodus 4 and 6. Okay, Moses, as many of you know, he, the Most High, um, asked him to put his hand inside of his breast, uh, so he put his hand inside of his clothing, and when he pulled it out, it was leprous as snow, leprous as snow. If leprosy is sores and guts and blood and fingers falling all off, why didn't it say his finger became leprous as twisted or leprous? Why would it say leprous as snow? Because that's all it was. It was just white. 
And if he was already white, how could his hand turn white? Okay? Miriam. Miriam. Smitten with leprosy in the numbers uh, 12 and 10. Numbers 12 and 10. Check that situation out. Actually, in that story, Aaron, her brother, is going to describe to you what happened to his sister. He says to Moses, we won't read it today. Uh, we read it our last week's session. Again, y'all check out the archives. Our archives are full of all these different subjects we talk about, but the leprosy we covered last week is in that um last week um, in the archives. Check that out. I'll go into that, but I'll say it briefly here. He says to Moses, Alas, my Lord, they call each other Lord then, Alas, my Lord, let her, speaking of his sister, let her not be as one who is dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he cometh from his mother's womb. Again, he says, Alas, my Lord, let her not be as one who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he coming from his mother's womb. He is talking about, when he say half consumed, he's talking about a stillborn baby, first of all. Again, he said dead, coming from his mother's womb. Dead babies do not have pigmentation, none of them. I was doing this in Columbus, Ohio, teaching this very thing years ago, probably about 15 years ago, something like that, and a nurse interrupted me because I allow people to interrupt me when I'm teaching, and she said, oh, my goodness, she said, I deliver babies. She said, you're right. Every single stillborn baby does not have pigmentation. And so, uh, and I'm letting, I'm submitting to you, listener, that what the baby does have is what we call raw flesh or see-through flesh. Again, when you can see through, you don't have the melanin to cover you. You know, that's why the sun does so much damage to some people because they don't have a covering. Or if they do have a covering, because, you know, white people are not albinos. Most white people are not albinos. They have mixed enough with melanin where they have color in their hair. They have mixed enough with melanin where they have color in their skin. Um, they have mixed enough with melanin where they have color in their eyes. This is what gives them the various shades and colors, Okay. Like I said last week, every color is inside of black hair. Black hair has all hair inside of it. All colors come from black. All colors come from black pupils. This is where the different eyes come from. All This is just not to, again, as a black person or black people, to look down and feel proud. This is just science. White people have no control over how they look no more than we have control over how we look. It's just that simple, folks. We're just talking about science in the Bible today. We're trying to destroy. Some of you probably saying, what does this have to do with my salvation? What does this have to do with my walk with the Most High? The Most High have commanded us in his, in his laws not to have idols, not to put no other gods before him, no other Elohims before him. White supremacy is an idol. White supremacy is an idol. It's a philosophy that white is superior. It's actually... It comes against the Bible. It conflicts with the Bible. Okay? White supremacists believe whites are superior. The blacks are served. There's a lot of philosophies that come out of this whole white skin. So what we're doing here today is showing you how everything originated from the dust of the earth. Dust colored, if you will. We don't call it a black man. Neither do we call a person uh, with white skin a white person. Folks, we got to stop saying that. 
we're just all one people with various shades of melanin. We're one nation, one humanity. If we can want to say human race, you can do that. But we're all one. No such thing as a white person. Actually, white people are not even white, for real, for real. Okay, so anyway, this, this lesson today is to destroy idolatry, destroy a teaching that exalts itself against the Most High. And we're supposed to be given to scriptures and what hopefully is scriptures and nothing else, okay? So that's what we're doing today. You say, what does this have to do with your salvation? What does this have to do with your children? What does this have to do with your life? It has everything to do with everything about you because if you are a white person born in America, you are influenced by white supremacy. If you're a black person in America, you're influenced by white supremacy. The message to white people is a lot of what they believe has been arrogant. A lot of what they practice and the way they look at people is arrogant, and it causes people to have low self-esteem, and it causes them to exalt themselves more so than they should. The Scripture says that we're not, we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to think of ourselves more than we should. Okay, so it creates a false identity for one people, and it creates a low self-esteem and inferiority in another people, and this affects our walk with the Most High. Yes, we see Christ on the cross. Yes, we, we, we may even decide to follow him, his example of what the Most High want out of our life, but when we see these white images, this white man on the cross, ain't nothing wrong if that's truly who he is. If that's truly who he is, and I said, like I said last week, black people have a problem with this. We've been believing he was black for thousands of years and haven't had a problem with it. We we have these images all over our homes, our necks, our cars, everywhere. We've proven it doesn't make a difference to us. So this Bible says this is so much more important than what color was Christ, okay? Now, moving right along, there was four lepers at the gate, at the gate. In Second Kings uh, seven and three, an important thing about this story I want everybody to focus on is a lot of people say leprosy is uh, the type of disease that you can die from. That's not true, and they say that because these lepers said to themselves when um, the enemy camp was the enemy uh, 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 was in the uh, area, and they said them to each other, "Why sit we here till we die?" They were hungry. And they couldn't go among the, the rest of the people because in biblical days it was a big deal to have white skin. I know it's hard to believe, it's hard to fathom in our generation, but it was true. Now, you would be considered a leper with white skin, but there was some called cleansed leprosy where if you didn't have no, uh, none of your flesh was see-through or you didn't have those reddish-white spots, you was considered clean. Or if you could have been a black person with just a small round spot on your hand, same thing, you could be a leper still. If that white spot was uh, had a hair in it, you had a big spot and everybody could see it, you was called, you were supposed to declare unclean if you had a yellow hair or a white hair, a white hair, excuse me, inside of that spot. We're going to read the Leviticus 13 here in a second. But uh, all I'm saying to, to you folks is, uh, in the Bible days, this is how it was looked upon. And these lepers said, why should we, do we die? And they went on to say in the scriptures, again, this is Second Kings 73, they said, why should we, till we die? They said, if we go to the enemy camp and they find us, they're going to kill us. But if they don't find us, then we'll live because we'll be able to eat. 
And they just said, why sit me here till we die? People think that meant they because they was dying from leprosy. No, they was dying from starvation. Because later on they said, if we find food, we shall live. Those are some scriptures, again, uh, talking about people that actually had leprosy, okay? Now, some other scriptures I want to give out. Um, again, this is for your study. Uh, if you turn to, uh, I'll tell you what, let's do this because most of these are in Leviticus. Let's just go straight to the book of Leviticus. All right, and we're just going to read right through this, okay? And the Lord, and I'm going to read the way the scriptures say. I know a lot of you Israelites like don't like saying Lord, but we got a lot of new listeners, so I'm going to read it the way it appears. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and it be in the plague of, now again, it's Leviticus 13, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy. Then he shall be brought unto Aaron the priest, or unto one of his sons the priest. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of his flesh, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, that's what I was saying earlier, and the plague in sight be deeper, this is deeper than the skin, okay, and the plague in sight be deeper Okay, folks. I told you this would be good. I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all. Okay, let's go on to clip eight, and I appreciate everybody listening about the phone lines. Thank y'all for staying tuned. Obviously, somebody is listening to the video tonight. Somebody is listening to the audio tonight. Like I was telling someone in the chat room not too long ago, I worked so hard. Uh, getting this information, I have went. Un, I have um, took a lot of abuse, you know. But I've always stayed with the word. I've always quoted the word, and I challenge people: if you find me in error, the Bible says, "If a brother be in a fault, ye which are spiritual, go and restore such a one." I have asked people: if you see where I am in error. Simply come to me and say, Brother Seth, that's not what the word said. And show me where I error. But I don't think it's wise, and I don't think I should, uh, I don't think it's wise when people come at you with emotions. That sounds crazy. I agree. That sounds crazy. I agree. But the truth is often stranger than fiction. We live in a world that people have taken control of it. They have deceived the nations. The Bible talks about this. And sometimes the truth really, really is stranger than fiction. You'd be better off reading fiction than the truth because it sounds so far out there. I know what I'm saying sounds crazy. But you got to ask yourself, if white skin was God's order and he made white people, and I'm talking about us, the white people. Remember, I do not believe in white skin, white people, black skin, black people. My belief is we are just mankind with different levels of pigmentation. Somebody went and established a race of people that have 
Oh, and by the way, I just got to remind if you're on the phone line, if you're in the chat room, you need to call the number because you're about to get disconnected. Again, if you're in the phone, on the phone line, you want to listen to the rest of this because I, I haven't even dropped the bomb yet. I got three bombs I'm going to drop on y'all. You do not want to miss the rest of this. So we got a lot of more truth to drop on y'all. I'm serious. I'm not just hyping up. I've got some serious more serious clips to go. But that's the number you need to call quickly, quickly, quickly because you're going to be cut off in about 30 seconds, 760. 283-0838-760-283-0838. But like I was saying, folks, the Bible said the truth shall make you free. Make you free. Not set you free. Make you free. And I believe that we need every scripture from Genesis to maps. People often, I mean Genesis to maps, meaning the back of the book. I mean Genesis to Revelation. We need the whole Bible, not just the New Testament, but the Old Testament, all of it. What I'm saying is true. The people in the book were dark-skinned people. Back in biblical times, white skin was not accepted. That's a fact. I know how crazy it sounds. Amen. But when I look at my Bible and I search for white skin, I'm talking about us. I'm not talking about the white man. I am the white man. I am the black man. When we don't have pigmentation, there's a nickname put on us as white people. When we have more pigmentation, there's a name put on us as black people. We're the same people. Doctors say if you need a heart, a lung, sometimes a white person's heart is better for you than even your own brother and sister. You heard Arlene read earlier how there's very little difference between us. So what I'm saying to y'all, there is no such thing. Please try to get away from using the term white man, black man. There is just one family with different pig levels of pigmentation. There is just one family with different levels of pigmentation. There is just one human family with different levels of pigmentation. People can go out and start a, a group of people, start a race, and say, well, those of us with less pigmentation are superior or inferior. Those of us with more pigmentation are superior or inferior. That's just mankind messing around with the they're trying to define, redefine who we are. That's not what the Most High said about us. So tonight, if I don't get nothing else to you, through to you, please understand that when there's lots of mixing, it is impossible to have a white race. It is impossible. The only way for whites or a people to be white, and I used to think this, and I don't, I'm not going to, well, let me finish, finish that thought. The only way for people to be white is they have to go off to another region and mix constantly among themselves. And that is exactly what albinos did when they was put out of Africa, forced out of Africa through rejection, through rejection, through rejection, through rejection. The mistreatment. Even in Israel, they wasn't accepted. When they rejected, they began to start migrating up north. Those people became a mighty people because they were able to migrate with those uh, less pigmentation among themselves for thousands of years or hundreds of years, however long it was. But remember, Dr. Chetty said, and I agree, when the albinos begin to mix among themselves, they cannot produce pigmentation, especially there in the caves of Europe. These were black-skinned people. Well, how can we know it's different? They don't, don't look different. African noses are pointed. African noses are flat. African nose around. A pointed nose, or what we call a white nose, is African. 
Little Lips is African. Round Face is African. I'm talking about Orientals. Short people is African. Tall people is African. Big butt is African. No butt is African. Big legs is African. Long arms is African. Short arms is African. Kinky hair is African. Straight hair is African. People don't understand everything, but everything is in the so-called motherland. This is where Chinese come from. I have a picture on my desktop right now of this little black boy smiling. I love showing people this picture because not only does he, he makes you smile because he got this beautiful smile, but if you look at this black kid and you color them white, next time you go to a mall, play a little game I played for years when I first started learning this. Color people a different color when you see them. When you see a lot of black people, just pretend they was white and you'll say, whoa, they look, that will be a Chinese person. But Chinese, if you go to China and you go to coloring them black, they don't have all black people features. See, some groups of people end up in China black, and that's how where the Chinese people come from. Some people went here, went there, but Africans have everybody's features. This is this is is something sharing this because I know it's so much in me. I have so much to share. I like I, I was talking to someone in the chat room. I've been to 24 countries observing, looking, asking questions, observing, looking, asking questions, observing, looking, asking questions, researching, researching. Because I knew for some people they don't want to hear that just the Bible. They want to hear other ways to prove this point. And I'm equipped more than just to talk about the Bible. But on Blog Talk Radio, I talk strictly about the Bible because I know a lot of people, they just ain't ready. They don't want to hear it. A lot of Christians, they don't want to hear nothing other than the book. So that's why most of the time I'm talking about the Bible. We can talk about a whole lot of other areas to prove this, and that's proving what? That the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, and really civilization back in that day, thousands of years ago, was predominantly people of color or dark-skinned people. They didn't call themselves black. They had nothing to do with us in terms of how we think. We have been enslaved. Everything in America has been enslaved. Animals in America not free. You can't even see a real lion in America. You can't see a real cat in America. You can't see a real elephant in America. Everything is in captivity. You didn't even think about that, did you? I mean, we have probably never seen a real lion unless you get go to Africa and see one free running in the wild. Everything has been brought here enslaved in shackles. Even our food, we haven't even probably tasted real food because so much of our food is engineered. This is like a, a, a science lab. This whole nation is like a science lab. Everything is so controlled. We don't even get the news. They talk about our news uh, stations. Don't even give us the raw news like they do, like the BBC do and the other news do. Everything is just fed to us, spoon-fed, and so is truth, especially the origin of white skin, the origin of white skin. And the best way to prove my point, I don't know if we're going to this next clip, but I know I have some clips talking about this, but one of the best ways to prove my point is letting Dr. Chetty, I mean uh, doc, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Pukum, get into it. She talks about the beauties and the properties of melanin, melanin, the beauties of the properties of melanin. What's in melanin? 
When you hear what's all in there, just Google her sometime. Her name is Ju- uh, Dr. Jewel Pukum, J-E-W-E-L Pukum, P-O-O-K-R-U-M. She is a world authority on melanin. They have these things they call melanin conferences. It costs like $400 a person just for the conference. I'm not talking about your hotel and everything to get there. It's a very expensive conference where they bring in a lot of scholars. I don't know if they still have it, but it, they used to have it in Oakland a lot. They may still do. But this person and other brains like her would be would speak, and they would talk. It's a it's a heavy science driven presentation. She talks about what is in melanin, and when you hear, you will understand why there is so little information about melanin in the in the public, because it makes white people feel angry. It makes white people feel jealous. It makes white people question why they don't have it. When you hear something about the third eye, that's why the church don't like talking about a lot of stuff because a lot of white people makes them feel very uncomfortable. But listen to Dr. Jewel Poopoo talking about the prophet of Melanin, and you'll understand why you don't never hear nothing about no albinoism because the extreme opposite of having no pigmentation or very little pigmentation to where your eyes are blue, hair is blonde, the very extreme opposite end is melanated people. And the difference of babies born melanated and the difference of babies born not melanated, the eye colors, the eye strength, the different hair problems. Uh, and I'm not just talking about eyes and hairs and skin either. Thickness of the bone, there's a big difference between melanated people and non melanated people, but you don't want you shouldn't go and start a race. The best thing for our white brothers and sisters is for them to stay mixed with us because we are them and they are us. The more we mix, the stronger they are, the stronger we are. But, yes, there is some superiority in properties with melanated people versus non-melanated people. Don't ask me. Ask your local doctor. Ask them who have the most eye problems. Ask them who have the most skin problems. Look around you. Wake up to what's 